and welcome to Pedagodzilla, the pedagogic podcast with the Pop Culture Core, recording here live on location at the Playful Learning Conference, tucked away uh, quietly in the back of the uh, the cafe area in a little nook. I'm Mike, I'm imposter syndrome incarnate, a man with a microphone and a small pharmacy worth of um, <laughs> chewables, swallowables, nautables and... <laughs> blow your nosables and recording with me we have i'm mark childs um i've run out of different taglines now so i'm uh, i'm just gonna go i'm mark childs i'm i'm not, not even the mark childs i'm one of the many mark Childses. as far as twitter's concerned you're the mark childs no there's the samsung ceo of canada who's a, a mark childs yeah but he's not at mark childs though is he no 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 he's i am at mark childs and i get a lot of his tweets <laughs> people go to these amazing sessions in Canada and they go, wow, Samsung, that's a really great company, at Mark Childs. And I'm going, I think you want the other one. <laughs> I am I am the, the John Lewis of um, Mark Childs's. <laughs> and Mark and I are joined by... Um, I'm Julia Reeve. Okay, so I, yeah, I work at De Montfort University and also um, as a consultant outside and out in the community doing some playful learning stuff. Fantastic. So... Um... So, Julie, what brings you to Playful Learning? I mean, I say other than the blue T-shirt that you're wearing. Indeed. I'm honoured this time to have the official T-shirt. So um, I came to this the first time three years ago when it was in Leicester. Um, so I'd got to know Alex and Nick and, and some of the people organising. So I came to run sessions last time and fell in love with it, really. I had such a fun time and... I've been lucky enough to join the committee for planning this one. So I'm here in a slightly more official capacity this time. So, uh, yeah, it's been really good. Fabulous. So in these conversations, we've been talking about games mm -hmm. and practice. So, <laughs> and we've, we, yeah. But yeah, yeah, listeners, you'll, you'll get to where we're going to with this. Okay. okay. Julia, can you please tell me about a game that you are Ha. Can you tell me about a game that you're passionate about? Now, this need not necessarily be a board game, a video game, a sport. It could be something that you play with your family. It could be a, a yeah. game in your own life. It could be that bit where you don't step on cracks in the road. Tell me about a game that you're passionate about, yeah. if indeed you if, are. If indeed you are. Yeah, it depends how you define game, doesn't it? Because oh, when, I, done that so far. when I think about games, I tend to think about competition, and I'm probably not that comfortable with those kinds of games. But the things I like are things where you make stuff. Um, and I quite like games that you do on your own that are quiet and reflective. So um, I'm a Lego serious play facilitator, for one thing. So I would say it probably have to be Lego. Um, and I use it in different ways and not just with serious play, but that's something that you can play with others. You can play with family. Um, you can use it in so many different settings, but you can also mindfully just sit and make stuff alone and be reflective. So Lego. That's so interesting. I think that's a really good point is that it's, a, and Nick is the same on this, is like there is there is an overlap between games and playful learning, but playfulness is way bigger than games. And yeah, yeah, and I think it's an it's an interesting yes. point to emphasise. Yes, and I, I would definitely describe my work as playful rather than play. So it's more of a mindset and an attitude than something with rules and you know specific things you have to do. Now, I think there's already an interesting intersect drawing here, but let's talk then about your practice, about your professional practice. So you said, um, you know, Lego serious play and yeah. playful learning. Yeah, just tell us a little bit about you know your, your day to day. Okay, so I probably have to give, just give you a little bit of context to that. So um, my original discipline is fashion design. So I come from an art and design background, 
but over the years I've started to use, I suppose you'd call them arts-based or multi-sensory learning in all sorts of different disciplinary areas. So um, the things I do tend to be very tactile. Um, so I use, as well as Lego series play, and something called Mindful Lego. I do things like collage, lots of drawing, mind mapping, but all, always with a sort of reflective, mindful element to it. Um, and I use that in higher education, but also increasingly outside. So one of the things I'm really passionate about is prison education. So I work with Leicester Prison at the moment, doing some work there. So I see playful learning as a really good vehicle for inclusion and accessibility. So do you want to unpack a bit of mindfulness for mm. and what you mean by it? Because I think that's one of those terms that kind of ends up meaning different things to different people. It really does, absolutely. I suppose one of the things that um, I try and do in sessions is to get people in this thing called flow. Yeah. So for me, it is just it's that thing about being present in the moment mm. is, is what I mean by mindfulness so that when you're in one of my sessions, you're not sort of checking your emails or you're not thinking about what am I going to have for dinner, but you're also not really stressed out because I'm asking you to do something horrendous, but you're able to just fully immerse mm. in it. So that's the way I see mindful learning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Flow, I get. Yeah. Flow. Yeah. So it's really more about flow, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just show off the fact I can pronounce Chiksent Mahalye? I always avoid mentioning <laughs> I him. You had. Because I know, because I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Who is that person? Uh, he's, the, he's the guy that wrote a lot about flow. So it's about uh, basically exactly what Julie said, which is um, not really thinking ahead. It's, it's when you are, I mean, editing is one of the reasons I enjoy it is because it's like, oh, that bit fits there, that bit fits there. I'm not thinking about anything else. You're just in that moment. And it's that ability, it's that um, employment of skills, but employment of them in a satisfying way because you can actually do it. And yeah. there might be challenges, but they're challenges that aren't so beyond your capacity that you actually then uh, enjoy the experience of doing that and you get yes. positive feedback from extending yourself. Yeah. And then there might be some reflection, but you're not worrying about stuff outside of it. It's reflecting on, oh, this is going well, or, oh, this is what I understand about this and so it's bringing all those different things together. And he l looked at a lot of stuff about um, um, sort of cr creative people and artists and things. Yeah. Everyone's a creative person, sorry. I'll backtrack on that and say people when they are being doing creative things yeah. and when uh, and when they're doing artistic things and how they're their kind of mind works and how they kind of respond yeah. to that and sports people as well mm. and 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 that kind of thing in the zone yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. so it's that thing and as I, I have a very much of a sort of facilitator style of teaching and it is you're just keeping people in that zone all the time and mm. making sure they're not stressed but they're sufficiently challenged um but they're feeling really comfortable and they're just in it and they're not being distracted by other things so Going back to Lego, yes, and what attracts you to it. I mean, interestingly, a lot of these conversations have been about drawing links between um, games in people's lives and the games they're passionate about and their practice. However, for you, that link is less of a wiggly line and more of one big, thick, straight line. Do you want to just tell us about tell us about that Lego, yeah. Lego and your practice? Lego and my practice. It's interesting because I think I've only been doing um, Lego series play for about five years. Um, and before that, I was doing lots and sort of 
art, arts-based stuff that was very uh, multi-sensory. And um, it wasn't until I did Lego Serious Play training that sort of a penny dropped and I was able to recontextualize all the other stuff I did. And Lego Serious Play, because of its strong theoretical underpinning, really helped me to make sense of it. And it sort of embodies everything I love about teaching. Um, I wasn't a massive Lego fan as a child, interestingly. I did play with it, and there is definitely a nostalgic element with Lego, mm. which I see happening a lot in workshops, and there's a sort of warm fuzziness that people have when they kind of re-engage. But what I liked as a child was making stuff out of paper and drawing, and so... Um, the the sort of dress up dolls out of paper and things made an obvious link to then studying fashion, I guess. But to me, all of those things now are part. Lego is kind of part of that portfolio, but it's it's one of those tools that I use so much because, unlike something like drawing, where people might have a bit of an anxiety around drawing, and they might, you know, the, that thing I'm not creative comes mm. out a lot. Lego is perhaps more accessible um, because you don't have to be so, you know, you don't have to worry so much about skill and it seems to be something that's much more um, adaptable to many different areas. So um, it probably, yeah, it sort of embodies everything that I really love about teaching and learning and it's fun. <laughs> so what would be your top tip for other educators who want to use Lego in their practice? Um, I think just try it really, because when I first started, um, Alison James, who has been here, um, was my kind of inspiration. So I was able to get her to come to Leicester and, and, and work with some, some of my students. And that's where I sort of got inspired by Lego Series Play. But rather than, you know, wait and think, oh, I have to do this training and I have to do this. I just used some, got some Lego out in sessions and just came up with a question. And I think, I think sometimes because there is all of this sort of theory and uh, methodology surrounding different ways of using Lego, it can be a bit off-putting if you haven't done that particular training. But um, I think it's just something you can have in your session. <coughs> Bless you. <laughs> that, that whole, let's turn the mic off before I cough thing's working well. Yeah, I think I think what, what I like about those kinds of materials is the materials themselves have got a playful affordance built in. Mm. So if you walk into a room and you've just got a pile of Lego bricks, people automatically know something playful is going to happen it can reduce anxiety so a lot of my work is about reducing anxieties around learning um just having them there and even if you just do a five minute thing it just helps people to relax and and it can be a good bridge into doing something a bit more formal and more academic so maybe do a five minute little lego build at the beginning of a session is my tip sorry it took me a long time no it's a good <laughs> it's a good tip and well I'm, I'm i'm anticipating as well part one of your tips is throw out the throw out the um, instruction booklets with that come with the lego absolutely so i'm guessing that's what put you off yeah. as a child as well really yeah i i, I don't like following instructions mm. and and some people will come to a session talk about you know oh yes i like building star wars models yeah that's great but this is not, not that. that's not what i'm about at all 
Unless yeah. you're building Star Wars models out of bits of old helicopter, a car, and a Lego hospital set, in which case, rock Absolutely. and roll. <laughs> You've got it. You've got it. There's, there's, a, there's a whole movie on this. It's called The Lego Movie, and it's one of my all-time favorites. Indeed. It's so good. Absolutely. Last question. If you were a Lego brick, which brick would you be? <laughs> That's really an in- interesting question. Well, if you go up to the quiet room here, you'll see a pile of white Lego bricks, white and clear Lego bricks, which are what I use for mindful Lego meditation. So I would have to choose white um, and those bricks are highly textured. So they're not brightly colored. They're not stimulating, but they're very, very tactile. And you have to take your time to actually um, feel the different shapes and so on. So um, I'd either be white or I'd be a transparent, clear, reflective oh. Lego brick. Oh, that's very good. Mark, what Lego brick would you be? I was just thinking about that. I was thinking... Um, I don't, you know, when you're trying to build a Lego thing and um, this, this is before, I mean, when I first, I mean, 60s Lego just came in the big chunky square bricks and then they brought out the little sort of curvy one. And it were made of brass as well. <laughs> Wood, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they brought out the ones that have got like a kind of angle to them, like triangular shape, mm. and you could actually then smooth an edge off. I think I'd want to be one of those, really, sort of like rather than taking a big chunky thing that's all just vertical angles, being able to just little clip a little thing in there to just smooth a little edge off and Lovely. not really making a big impact, but just sort of just sort of making it a bit less angular. I like that. Yeah. I don't even know if that means anything. but It I does. No, it does. I, weirdly, I can understand the concept in my own imagination of Lego and I'm struggling to articulate <laughs> why can, that works yeah i can visualize that and it would have maybe a slight have a slightly different texture and they can form the roof or something like that yeah maybe. yeah maybe the edge they could for oh. stickers as well they sometimes get stickers on them mm. oh yeah like a, like a little sticker yeah i think for me i'd be you know i call them the bendy bits but you know the little right angle bendy bits because yeah. i like yeah. to think of myself as being quite flexible and i am until i'm not basically i, I bendy bit one way and if you try and bendy bit me the other way it's not gonna work and then you snap in half yeah. <laughs> wow, actually, that does. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm really flexible until I totally fall to collapse. As a, oh, wow, this is a really bleak analysis of me as a person. That's also very accurate. <laughs> but that's the thing with most Lego bricks. Yes, you can't do that. So good point. Yeah. Well, thank you so very, very much for joining us. Where can people find you online? Okay, so follow me on Twitter at Julia C. Reeve. Um, yeah, I've got um, a website, juliareeve.co.uk. So, um, yeah. Look out for me on LinkedIn as well. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, and for, yeah, sharing Lego Serious Play. And you do like games. You just don't like... Yeah. yeah. It's just not... Sorry. Good. It's just terminology, isn't it? Yeah. We, we need not... to define what's a game at some point. Okay. Well, I could do it now if you like. Oh, then. Okay. So the difference is Lego is a toy. It's not a game. The essential element of a game is that it is necessarily competitive or cooperative, but there are actually uh, an endpoint and that there is actually rules that guide the... Yeah. interaction but which you have some flexibility within those and that there is an outcome which is either positive or negative or win or lose so those are the that's what defines a game and you can have closed play which is game like and you can have open play which is based on toys and the interaction around toys and yeah. the affordances that the toys provide for players. yeah and i guess it's the rule bit that i i'm less yeah. comfortable with so the open play definitely is it thank you and that's been a theme of playful learning has been rules where we are going we don't need rules <laughs> <laughs> very good yeah <laughs>
Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll wrap us up. As much as anything, because mine and Mark's voices are gradually dropping down. No, I'm, ju- I'm just doing this for effect. Oh, you're doing it for effect? Yeah, yeah. I'm I thought it was Alexis, just... I'm doing the Alexis Corner thing. Oh, okay. I thought you were just sort of gradually no, melting no, I am. I as a person. More coffee. It is quite warm in here. We should open a window. <laughs> anyway, thank you so very, very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favorite apps, feeds, iTunes, and... Oh. <laughs> Mark's just lost a finger in a window. It was my thumb and it's gone. Yeah, yeah it's, um, wow. Okay, um, if you have a spare thumb, uh, <laughs> send it to... Um, no, so you can find us on all your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, pedagodzilla.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Twitter. I am at Pedagodzilla. I'm at Mark Childs. Um, I'm at Julia Siri. <laughs> already done that. I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do it again. It's a double, it's a double again. plug. Okay. If yeah. you enjoyed the episode and we hope you did, then fantastic. Uh, why not build, uh, take all the Lego, not only in your house, but in all houses in your street or county, uh, and then build a mighty edifice um, of our podcast URL, 16 feet into the sky, interfering with all known. I mean, I think they actually did a calculation about how much Lego you could have stacked on top of each other before the bottom layer starts to melt. <laughs> Basically, do two bricks less than that for safety um, of our podcast URL. And then when low flying aircraft or even high flying aircraft or passing Russian spy satellites happen to glance it they'll be like ah www.vedogodzilla.com I see yes oh check this out they'll check it out they'll maybe learn something they'll find something out they'll um, maybe stop being dicks from your phone this is going to get an edit anyway um, but yeah or or don't Um, we love you lots and we'll see you next time on Pedagodzilla goodbye now bye bye